Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of ones for flower power and forms of the shrubby potentilla producing single rose like flowers continually from Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Today, we're joined by Jill Corliss of Japanese company Sakata, an award-winning breeder of ornamental plants, sunflowers and vegetables. We'll find out about their sun patians, plants which are ideal for all weathers. Our thanks to sponsor Sutton's of Torquay. I was very interested to see the posy carried by the Duchess of Sussex earlier this week at the Royal Variety Show. Flowers and foliage came from Brinsworth House in Twickenham. That's the residential and nursing home for theatre and entertainment professionals. They got three acres of garden down there for 36 residents. And uh, Sophia from the Bloomery... She went and gathered all kinds of things, rose hips, beech leaves, sea holly, that's her ingium, uh, scabious seed heads, some grey leaves, cinerarias, and, and all those things went into uh, the posy. I understand that, that uh, Megan and Harry are sort of quite keen on British-grown cottage garden flowers, that kind of thing. But there was a, a rather special rose... Rose Westminster Abbey, described as brown beige changing to grey. How about that? It's supposed to be the same colour as the stone on Westminster Abbey and very popular with the brides, apparently. In Holland, two or three weeks ago, I saw that and several more that were introduced by Dutch grower Sassen. Uh, be interesting to see how widely that's used in the coming years. The best news I can bring from the International Flower Trade Fair in Alsmere in Holland uh, is a pure statement of quality. I mean, the roses. They were the size of a brandy glass, some of them, on stout stems three foot high by the tens of thousands. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know what happens to those roses after the uh, four days of trade showing, but uh, I hope they go to a good home. But it's not just roses. I mean, there's every shape, colour and size of gerbera you could imagine, even with some which are pollen-free so that they suit the people who are suffering with hay fever. There were masses of Helleborus niger, Christmas roses, but they were in full flower in, in November. Uh, patio peppers that grow in a column shape so that we can have them in 
pots on the patio, heart-shaped tomatoes. I mean that. So when you cut them in half, the cross-section looked, uh, well, heart-shaped. Uh, uh, 80 different cultivars of amaryllis uh, and horticultural specialists from around the world. I mean, that's a place where you can really hoover up all kind of uh, information and help from people who have specialised all their lives on one particular uh, flower or plant of some kind. I mean, I was chatting to Steffi from Belgium and she was describing how they grow amaryllis in the glasshouse soil as a cut flower for uh, December, for Christmas. And it's the first time I've come across the idea that the heating pipes go through the soil uh, when a bit of heat's needed, but also in summer it's reversed and they cool the water. So the soil is kept cool and the amaryllis keep growing and that way they produce more flowers per bulb. Uh, the detail that uh, modern growers uh, apply to cultivation really is quite remarkable. When it comes to the home gardener, uh, then I think uh, we're a bit slow to change. And I was interested to read in uh, the RHS magazine, The Garden, this month, uh, that they are uh, exposing the myth of using broken pot fragments or gravel at the base of flower pots. It does not enhance drainage, they say. Water is retained by capillarity. Uh, I mean, you, we know that because we put plants on sand beds and they just draw up the moisture from the sand. In the bottom of pots and containers, there's a saturated zone in the compost called a perched water table where the weight of water and gravitational pull uh, are insufficient to allow this area to drain. And the RHS says, uh, whether crocked or not, there will be a saturated zone, and by crocking, it just raises the saturated zone and reduces the amount of compost available for root growth, so your plants aren't going to grow as well. I mean, quite honestly, we've known this uh, for years Nobody in commerce will bother to put a crock in the bottom of a pot. For the home gardener, there might be one exception that proves the rule. Uh, if you've got a, a quite a big, heavy clay pot and there's only one small hole in the base, then it uh, could well be worth putting a piece of terracotta broken pot over that hole just to prevent the drainage hole getting blocked. I mean, it's... Uh, Likely, if you're using a John Innes-type compost, where uh, seven parts of the 12 in the growing media are heavyish soil, and that hole can be blocked, and then, of course, you get uh, waterlogging in the container. Um, but grit, crocs, please no. And please, TV gardening presenters, can you stop putting them in? Because they're not really needed. Our guest today is Jill Corliss, uh, who works in Holland for the Japanese company Sakata. They've brought us lots of uh, really lovely flowering and edible plants. Uh, Jill, how are things in Holland today? 
Things in Holland today are sunny but rather breezy and a touch cold, but it is November and we have had a very long summer, so uh, we do welcome autumn. Well, when I was with you last week, I mean, it was almost like September, you know, beautiful yes, sunny does. day and warm, yeah. And the sun's shining, but the uh, you can definitely feel that the winter chill is coming on. Now, Joe, can you set the scene for us a bit about Cicata? The company's uh, recently celebrated its centenary, hasn't it? That's correct. The uh, the company celebrated its centenary in uh, 2013. Um, the company was uh, was established uh, by the first Mr. Sakata in 1913 in Japan, and the current headquarters are in uh, Yokohama, not far away from where the first uh, where the first location was. And Sakata is an independent breeder of uh, pot and bedding plants from seeds and Recent, since recently from cuttings, and also from of cut flowers from seed. It would be fair to say, Jill, that they're you know, a leading international company. Yes, absolutely. Um, Sakata has, of course, it's uh, one of the absolute leading breeders in, uh, in Japan. And as well as being an ornamentals breeder, Sakata actually is uh, perhaps even, even better known in the professional world as a breeder of vegetable seeds. And actually, uh, all the listeners who may... Uh, enjoy broccoli will almost certainly at some time have eaten a cicada variety. (laughs) (laughs) So there we are, yes. It's the uh, hands that feed. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, our our, uh, um, our current president, the third Mr. Cicada, uh, likes to say that uh, vegetables nourish the body and flowers nourish the soul. And that's certainly true. We need need both. Jill, I have to raise the subject of uh, sun patterns. Yes. I mean, any plant that has the name sun in, we tend to be attracted to. But but sun patterns has been a tremendous introduction, hasn't it? It absolutely has. It got its name because um, New Guinea uh, impatiens is uh, um, is not uh, doesn't take full sun very well. It likes to be in a sort of shady or half shady spot, um, and has a fairly short flowering time. Um, Empatiens, uh, uh, the other type of empatiens, empatiens walleriana, is more for the sun. But since lots of disease issues came up with that, it sort of fell away from the market. Some patiens is something completely different. It's a cross between normal New, New Guinea empatiens and a local native sort that is only found and was found by, uh, by, by Sakata's researchers in the highlands of Indonesia which is where it uh, grew. And what Sakata did was uh, take that her native sort from Indonesia with the absolute um, agreement of the Indonesian government, and they crossed it uh, with, uh, with normal New Guinean patients to create this wonderful hybrid, Sampatians, which is not only um, extremely good in full sun, but actually weather tolerant in both cool weather, warm weather, sunshine, rain, it's uh, it's an incredible product that just keeps flowering and flowering. And actually, even though it's November now, we haven't had. I don't know how it uh, how it is in your part of the world, but here in Holland, we haven't had the first frost yet. So our sunpatians are still flowering and looking great right now. <laughs> uh, if you get into uh, late summer and early autumn, that's when they really come into their own, don't they? It really is. The 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 advantage of their uh, of their hybrid uh, uh, vigor is that they have really, really strong root systems. And when those root systems get going, 
those flowers start to come and that growth starts to come. And it's beautiful in the early summer and in summer, but as you say, after those holidays, when, when you get back from holidays and the garden can be looking a bit sort of less colourful, that's when some pats really take off. Yeah, I seem to remember uh, reading that they had really big beds of them uh, in China for the Olympics and, and the effect of their growth, so much growth, that yes. they actually drop the temperature by a degree or two in really hot weather. They do. Um, some pets have a couple of, uh, um, of, of, of really, uh, really good attributes in that way. They absorb nitrous oxide and other nasties out of the uh, pollutants out of the air and they put out lots of nice clean uh, uh, carbon dioxide and they also do in some I'm, I have to say when the temperatures when temperatures are high they can have that temperature lowering effect probably in in our sort of uh, northern European climes we may not notice that as much but um, but they have they do have these environmental effects and um, at the moment in in uh, in Amsterdam we have the um, uh, we have a large section of Amsterdam Zoo actually planted with some patians. And the zoo, which is a botanical research uh, area, was only prepared to take uh, the sun patians in if we could back up these, uh, these environmental uh, um, benefits that they have. So that's something that we're quite proud of. And the other thing that I think is really important to mention is that, as I say, um, the Sakata researchers took that, that natural material from, uh, from Indonesia with the, with the permission of the Indonesian government. And the Indonesian government actually worked on the early development of some patients. And right up to this day, every cutting of some patients, every plant of some patients that's sold, a royalty is paid back to the, to the Indonesian government to help them to continue the biodiversity of that natural area in the Indonesian highlands that some patients came from. So we're rather proud of that. Yes, I think so. Do you know, Jill, I didn't know anything about that. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Oh, gosh. You, you, well, live we, and, you live and learn every day. We, we certainly do. Appar apparently, we should be, apparently, we should be telling you even more, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and there are two kinds. You've got the vigorous series yes. and the more compact series. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm all for the vigorous. Uh, you get one of those in a container or in the garden, boy, <laughs> they make a show. I mean, I seem to remember uh, you taking a photograph uh, in the Four Oaks. I yes. mean, that plant must have been nearly a metre across and... Yes. Yes, yes, you couldn't get your arms around it. <laughs> no. But having said that, uh, uh, Peter, there's, um, while we have the compact and the vigorous type, it's all rather relative. There's no, there's no such, th there's no such thing as a small sun patient. <laughs> the compact sun patients are really ideal. It's also got to do with the, with rather the habit of the plant. And the, the compact sun patients are really ideal for, uh, for, for home gardeners and for their, for their back gardens. And the more vigorous types do really well in um, uh, in landscapes and in public parks and what have you because they really fill in very quickly. Yeah. But um, even even a compact type through the year will definitely become a lovely big fully flowering plant. There's no doubt about that. And next year you're introducing a new colour. You know, I'm flipping through the pages of the catalogue here. Yep. We are, and so, I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, how would you describe that? Is that a, a, a very pale lavender? Well, we, it, it, it's orchid blush, um, and yes, I guess it's a sort of you could almost say like a sort of lavender blue. Um, so it's a it's 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 a it's a nice 
orchid colour and it has a rather attractive, slightly lighter blush that comes across it, giving a little, little, little sort of bit of a bicolour look to the flowers as well, a little bit more interest. But it's amazingly floriferous. It just keeps giving flowers and giving and giving and giving. And the plants stay in nice, round-shaped uh, mounding balls as we uh, as we like them to. I've had it in my garden because sometimes I'm a bit privileged and I can have them in the garden a little bit earlier um, than they appear in the garden centres. So I've had it in my garden since the since May of this year and it's still flowering right now. Unfortunately, next year there won't be a, an impatience impatience trial at, at the RHS. Every few years they do have one, and in 2000, uh, 2014 which is with the last impatience trial that was held, we, we actually won no fewer than four um, uh, awards of uh, garden merit uh, from the RHS. And uh, RHS visitors and members also get to choose their favourites. And uh, Sun Patience um, uh, Salmon colour also won the People's Choice that year. So, and yeah. th- that's the award that I always go for. You know, the, the one that, yes, Absolutely. ordinary gardening folk. Yes, judge. yeah. 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 So we, were, we, were, we were rather pleased with that. Jill, I, I have to be careful. We must have spent all of our time on no. some patties as much as I would like to. I mean, what about Cape Daisy? Ladies love daisies, it says here in the catalogue. What? Ladies do love daisies. There was actually some, uh, some, some, some uh, psychological uh, uh, research and testing that was done. And that's that when you ask, um, uh, when you ask people to, to, to draw a plant or draw a flower, um, the majority of, of, of women and uh, girls and women will draw that daisy shape. It was in America, but I can't imagine that British ladies would be so different. <laughs> and I see you've got magic sunrise we have. amongst your osteospermums. Yes. yes. So we've got, an- we've got another sun. <laughs> <laughs> but, but- yes, and that is a lovely combination of those sort of uh, golden and uh, ever such ever so slightly orangey tinge that you see in a in a beautiful sunrise so yeah uh, you you will do quite a lot with the petunias uh, we actually have uh, we actually have pet coas, and um, because we find we've we noticed or our researchers noticed that petunias, when it rains, tend to um, turn into a bit of a sticky mess the next day. You sort of get this spider's web over the top, um, and by crossing petunias with calibracoa, uh, which is a smaller flowered uh, member of the same family, you actually come up with. Uh, a wonderful product, um, and we've just got a new one coming up for next next spring in the garden centres, which will be called Beautical, um, because it's beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's uh, it's got these lovely colours. It has the same size flowers as a petunia. It will look, will look a lot like a petunia, but not the day after it's rained. The day after it's rained, Beautical will be bouncing back again, um, and there'll be no stickiness. There's, low, there's less stickiness. There's uh, uh, the leaves stay nice and green and don't yellow as much as sometimes calibricoas tend to do. Um, and it's the most amazing rain performer. So uh, as, as I know that in the UK, just as here in Holland, rain's one of the things we uh, welcome and have to put up with in our garden. But, uh, yeah, those, uh, those petcoas can really take it. Well, now I have one each of, uh, I think it's five colours of Beauty Cow, uh, still flowering, even though we've had 
uh, several degrees of frost, which has wiped out the sweet potatoes and the begonias. Oh, really? And, yeah. they're, they're and the colours are really unusual, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Yes, we've, we've sort of given them sort of delicious names like uh, caramel yellow and uh, French vanilla and one I really love, which is sunray pink, which has a lovely pink flower. And then talking about that sun coming up again, from the throat of the flower comes, a, come, comes rays of yellow sun coming through. It's rather nice. Now, we hope to give these something of a launch uh, next June in uh, the UK. So, we do. Yeah, I look forward yeah. to that spectacular display. But, Jill, before I leave you, you have another hat. I do. You work uh, with uh, what I call the June Trials. Is that the right name for them? The Flower Trials is yes. actually the correct name for them. Oh, right. And, I, I stand uh, corrected. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, June Trials is fine. They're held, in, they're held in week 24, which is almost always the third week of June. And they are really the professional's opportunity to have a look what's co- what's coming along. Uh, we as independent breeders, we, we breed new types and we're constantly trying to improve things, uh, uh, not only improve characteristics for the consumers, but also make improvements that will make it easier for the growers to grow the plants. But there's a big chain, you know, but from, from when we breed a plant to when it, when it ends up in a garden centre and, uh, and then in the back garden. There's about four or five steps of the chain along the way from someone who makes a young plant and then another grower who grows it to a larger plant and the, the retailer and the whole chain along. And what we do is all the breeders open their doors in Holland, in three, two regions in Holland and one in Germany in week 24. And we give a little peek into what we're cooking in our kitchen and what growers can expect in the, uh, in the seasons after that. Um, and it's a little bit like fashion. What we show in flower trials, you can sort of comp- compare it a little bit to London Fashion Week. Uh, what we show will probably be one and a half to two years away from actually hitting the garden centre. But it's important that those that are in between that are going to grow the plants see what's coming and can make their choices. I wouldn't be without that visit. I mean, it, really, if you're going to do the job as a communicator, and, and equally if you're a grower or garden centre retailer, I think a visit to those trials uh, um, at least every other year, and in my case every year, I yeah. always find lots of exciting things. And we always are thrilled to see you, Peter. And, um, you know, whilst, as I say, those, those, those trials aren't open to the public, uh, communicators such as yourself can bring over the message of the nice new things that they see um, into the public forum. So we really appreciate that. Jill, I hope you'll send our thanks and congratulations to Mrs. Carter. I most certainly will. And thank you for joining us. Look forward to meeting soon. Thank you very much. As always, lovely talking to you, Peter. Now, I've just had a birthday not telling anybody how many years or singing about it. When you get to my age, you need to start counting backwards. But I had a birthday card which had uh, on it a really pretty picture of nine allotments. And the middle one was down to lawn with the owner lying back in his deck chair while uh, in the other eight all the way round, they were working away like mad. And inside the card, there was a quote... The man in the deck chair isn't getting ready for Chelsea and doesn't have a wood-burning stove. (laughs) My family always say that I spend too much time sawing wood and out digging in the garden. But there you are. Brought a smile to my face. My thanks to sponsors, Sutton's of Torquay and, of course, my producer, 
Rich Jarman. And to you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.